0: All right, let's talk about gardening, really. What you plant in your garden may not be what I plant in my garden, but maybe we have two different views of, of beauty. Uh, it is good to have you here. I'm Alex Pearson. You're listening to 640 Toronto. Um, this story definitely caught my eye because it has to do with what you can do on your property and grow and what the city or the, the the municipality you live in will let you do, but this has to do uh, with a Burlington family who, back in 2015, started to plant a natural garden. So we're not talking like a manicure, manicured garden; it was designed specifically to be a natural. So it's like a sanctuary for uh, bees and butterflies and other you know little species that hide and then uh, reproduce or pollinate and all sorts of goodies they've uh, planted for them. They've got goldenrod, they've got coneflower, woody uh, wood poppy. And all sorts of other native species. But according to the city of Burlington, it violates several bylaws. So, of course, it's fine to grow all over the hills and the valleys and the sidewalks. Or whatever. But don't plant it at your house. And um, they didn't like it. So they started to threaten the homeowner to remove it. And they say, look, your vegetation has to be under 20 centimeters. And they threaten the family with a 10000 dollar a day fine until the lawn and the yard are remedied. They even sent a notice to the Barnes Mortgage Company, which seems fairly aggressive. But then the family decides, well, we're going to build our own case. Like, Let's appeal our case to the city of all the benefits that a garden like this provides. And they still had some time before the deadline, and the city showed up and cut everything down. Let me talk to both Karen Barnes and Julia Barnes of Burlington, mom and daughter team. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Do we have, uh, Karen, I think we've got a, a slight delay on, on the line, so uh, I'll try not to step on you. But let me start with you, um, Karen, uh, who's the mom. Uh, what was it like? You know, you spent eight years growing a garden. It's, it's your garden. You find it beautiful. You find it lovely. It gives you a lot of um, happiness. But what's it, what was it like to see the city show up and cut everything down?
2: Well, I would say it's, it was shocking. It was devastating. Uh, we put so much time and love into this uh, beautiful garden that we'd created and the city uh, just recklessly cut it down. It made me feel not just sad, but like almost like a, a, an extreme grief, like you just can't, can't almost put it into words. Uh, we were begging them not to as they just kept going. Um wow. it was
0: yeah, I would think it's horrible. And of course, they're not going to listen to you. But Julia, um, you know, you you realize that this is gardens going. The city says you broke the rules, but did they not have an issue? And did they ever raise any issues with with your family uh, in the eight years before they they arrived?
1: They did, yeah. It's really been an eight-year war over our garden. And every year, almost every year, we've gotten notices. And some years, the city has backed down and said, Oh, no, you do have a naturalized area. One year they showed up. They were going to cut it. We called the police and the police told them to leave, that they would be trespassing if they entered our property. Um, But they've done a lot of sneaky things in the meantime, and they've continuously been changing the bylaw. Seems like to try to um, exclude our type of naturalization. Right. The naturalization definition used to be a lot more inclusive of different types of restoration and uh they just keep kind of uh uh, narrowing it and and um i mean but ultimately i think our garden still does fit the definition of naturalization and the issue really is that the city continuously mischaracterizes it as a lawn as something that needs to be mown to less than 20 centimeters um to fit the lawn definition and it's this failure to recognize it as naturalized. They did once, but mostly they've been failing to recognize it as naturalized. Um, And it seemed to be purely based on aesthetics. They they don't like it. And they seem to think that if you live in a suburb, if you live on a street where your neighbors have uh, mowed lawns that kind of look like golf courses, which are really ecological deserts, um, it's really just this enforcement of conformity. Like you have to be just like everybody else, um, which we obviously don't agree with
0: did they um Karen uh, give you a chance to, to change it and and was it a neighbor driven um, you know complaint situation that, that uh, start to build or was this the city didn't like it they just wanted to get rid of it
2: yeah that's essentially what it is uh the city doesn't like it uh, and the city uh, has just enforced their uh, their aesthetic and their um, their choice uh, is um, is, is not our choice. It's not a choice to be, um, help butterflies. It's not a choice to help, uh, biodiversity, to help the climate crisis. These are all things that we value and that we want to, um, do our part for.
1: And we tried to meet with the city to figure out what, what, why was it not a naturalized area? What could we do to make it a naturalized area? But the person that they sent to speak with us, um, would not give any specific details on what we could do to make it a naturalized area according to their definition he was very vague and he just kept calling it unkempt and uh, you know kind of waving his hands around he said he wasn't a weed expert and really would not give us any specific uh, details on what we could do so I yeah they're not really helping us I know we haven't we haven't had a um,
2: any clarity on that
0: now, unless, I mean, there's mattresses or maybe an old car rusted out or, I don't know, a coffin as it was in someone's garden. I mean, unless there's something crazy because I can't really tell from the picture um, going on in the front yard. I mean, I, it surprises me a little because you can't even touch a tree in today's world without people freaking out. So I'm surprised that they would go to, to this length, but they have. And so what are next steps? What are they telling you? I mean, you know. Your neighbors may not like all all the natural stuff. Uh, it's maybe not the garden I would plant, but I also don't really agree when the government just shows up and and, um, and flexes its muscles. So what what are your next steps?
1: The city has not communicated with us at all since they came and destroyed our natural garden. Um, so we really don't know what's happening there. But our, our next steps, we have a lawyer, and we're going to try to make sure that this doesn't happen again to us or anybody else.
0: Because it has happened before. I mean, the city of Toronto, I mean, has dealt with these cases. I think in the Witchwood area, um, you know, they had told a couple who spent about five grand uh, maintaining their natural garden uh, that they had to deal with it. And this, this, you know, turned into a pretty big fight. But y- you look at this as a charter challenge.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, and uh, the Charter of Rights of, and Freedoms really allows people to have expression of their beliefs on their yard, uh, my expression is uh, to uh, show people that we can work with nature and have a positive, supportive relationship with nature, uh, foster a biodiversity, uh, help the climate. They're all environmental values that really Canadians stand by 100%. We all know we're in a climate crisis. Uh, the fires tell us that. The floods tell us that. We're Nobody's in denial of that anymore. And anything that people can do on their own front and backyards is going to help the climate. Certainly the deep-rooted plants that uh, put their uh, roots deep in the earth uh, are very much different than the shallow um, uh, plants. Uh, and so they're going to do a better job for sequestering carbon and uh, and allow for uh, nature to uh, come back. Yeah, and there have been yeah, charter it-
1: cases before that looked at this very issue, people trying to do exactly what we're doing, having naturalized areas in their yards. Um, there was one in Toronto in the 90s, in 1996, I believe, the year that I was born and um, and she won that case. Right. So it's, it's been tried in court already and it's been proven that people do have the right to do this. So I think we're pretty confident that we're in the right here.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting case, no question about it. I mean, I would not grow a natural garden. It's not my, um, you know, taste, but that's okay. Uh, it makes us different, and you can look at my garden, and I'll look at yours. Uh, I just don't want anyone kind of showing up and, and cutting it down. That's not their, their right, unless I'm bringing harm to someone. So I think that's how most people would kind of see this. Um, can you grow it back? And Are you going to grow it back? Or what, what are the next steps now?
1: Yeah, some plants will probably come back. Um, we're hoping anyway. Um, but they did cut them at a weird time of year when they were kind of just getting started, so it's hard to say. Um, but we are planning on uh, getting a lot more plants and adding the adding back what what won't come back, what's been permanently destroyed.
0: Yeah. And just before I let you go, uh, Karen, uh, do they keep an eye on you now? Or are they uh, kind of keeping check on what grows and how high it grows? Are you worried that you grow it back, they'll cut it again?
2: Yeah, definitely. I. Um, I would imagine they will be back again uh, if, you know, if they choose to. So, yeah, it's up to their discretion and uh, we don't have a whole lot of power over that at the moment.
0: Stay tuned. All right. Well, we'll uh, see where this story goes and grows, uh, but I appreciate you chatting with us. I mean, uh, I can see how much you care about it, certainly. And um, it's an interesting, I think, argument and case to be made. So we'll uh, keep an eye on this. Ladies, thank you.
2: Thanks
0: so Thanks. much. There you go. That's Karen and Julia Barnes. Um, this for me is not really an issue of whether you like uh, those kinds of gardens, natural gardens. I mean, quite a few people have them. I mean, there are perfectly horrific gardens all over the place, like with like garden gnomes and like all sorts of tchotchkes and all sorts of stuff. But you know, do you, do you get the city in to, to remove it? I don't know. Some some people would say, well, look, they bring rats in or they bring other stuff in. I, I, if they're controlling it and that's not happening, uh, I, bet you, I bet you they will have a case. I bet you they will have a case given how much governments say they care about um, climate change and all these things. In Toronto, they were freaking out at City Council because people had uh, AstroTurf on the front lawns because that doesn't absorb the water and the water runoff. Well, okay, what do you want? Do you want... A natural garden, do you want, like, no garden, pick a lane. But again, for me, my property, unless I'm causing harm to someone, unless I'm putting coffins all over my yard, leave my garden alone.